Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kingdom Thinkers and the Kingdom Leaders Forum this Thursday evening. God bless you all for joining us. Wherever you're joining us from, you are all welcome. Doris Hesse, you're welcome. Cynthia Hines, you are welcome. Gladys, who will be? God bless you. You are welcome. Abby Belland, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. Mama B, God bless you as usual for joining us. Pastor Johnson and Dr. Menu are once again my guests this evening. We appreciate you for joining us this evening. So every one of you who has joined us this evening, once again, you are all welcome. As usual, we like to encourage every one of you to start sharing, sharing, sharing on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Facebook. Share, share, share everywhere. Your friends, your relatives, your family, everybody that you know needs to join us on this platform once again for the Kingdom Thinkers Forum. Gentlemen, once again, you are all welcome. God bless you. We'd like to say hi to our viewers. That's as we start. God bless everybody. Um, lovely, warm, sunny day in England. Very unusual, so we are grateful. <laughs> it's always usually cold in England, so now that it's warm, praise be to God. I hope you are blessed today and that your minds will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Doc? Well, it's, it's, it's beautiful here in Florida. It's always here. <laughs> it's going to be a blessing, please. Um, sunshine all the time. Please share, 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 share. Yep. Um, and, and let's learn together. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Noel, you are welcome. God bless you all once again, as usual, like you had. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Tell somebody, talk somebody, share this on your timeline. God bless you all for joining us. This evening, our focus is on economic empowerment. <clears throat> economic empowerment. Why must we be economically empowered as an organization, as a church, <clears throat> as a people, as individuals? Why must we be economically empowered? Why should we be economically empowered? Let's take <clears throat> one of you, take, um, start with us and then we shall play. We've got two clips that would like to play um, this evening as part of our discussion. Why do we need to be economically empowered as a church, as a community, as a people, as Christians, um, as individuals? Why do we need to be economically empowered? Doc, would you like to start? Well, there is no freedom. There is no freedom on earth without economic, economic freedom. There is no uh, deliverance on earth. Unless um, there is um, there is uh, financial economic freedom, you, you know, slavery continues when, uh, especially the African or the black man, has no economic freedom. So that is why it is very important after salvation. Um, the next most important thing for a believer is is unless you are a spirit. But if you are a human being, you live on this earth. We need mm-hmm. economic empowerment. Mm-hmm. We need it. Praying in tongues, jumping up and down in church will not do the magic, you know, so you need it, to, because everything on this earth is driven by by money. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting, Third John 2, uh, written by the beloved John, uh, where he says, uh, I wish above all things, mm-hmm. I wish above all things, that ye prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. He says, I wish above all things, above all things, that you be economically empowered. What's your take on that, Pastor Jones? Well, <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Bishop. As the Apostle rightfully saw that the foundation of even the prior life, the foundation <laughs> of the spiritual life practically is economic empowerment. If, if you have to work every morning just to afford the rent to live, you won't have time to think about prayer. You, you will, prayer will be the last thing you will think about. Um, so economic empowerment, God himself said about the children of Israel, I'm taking you out of Egypt so that you can serve me. 
Now in Egypt, they didn't have no economic power, so God had to take them out. And yes, he empowered them financially, but the whole point is that unless you have economic power, you have no, even serving God becomes a problem. Um, Dr. Apostle um, Joshua Selman says that um, God himself, or rather man, needs it, or, or, or literally he is driven by the unbelievers, and his prior life can be cut short, and his church life can be cut short. So even to serve God freely, you need to have economic empowerment. Uh, Abraham, last point, Abraham could sit down with God and talk with God. God could put on form and talk with him. Why? Because Abraham wasn't chasing buses. <laughs> he wasn't chasing the tube. And after getting there before seven o'clock, he had all the time to spend with God and intercede for a nation. But when you, you're not economically empowered, you, you have to basically, you have to let other people pray for the nation because you've got to make money. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Now, the whole of this month, we are focusing on wisdom and um, mentorship, wisdom and mentorship. Now, um, you know, by Bible says, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing, and in all your getting of wisdom, get understanding. And then, Bible says in Proverbs 24, 3 to 4, it says, By wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding it is established. Through knowledge his rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Then when you read Proverbs 8, it tells you that the mother of wealth is wisdom. The mother of wealth is wisdom. Interesting that Solomon, when he was asked, what do you want? Um, he was given a blank check. The only prayer he prayed was an understanding heart and for wisdom. And God said, because you didn't ask for money, you didn't ask for the life of your enemies, I'm going to give you wealth such as nobody has seen before. And Proverbs 8, like we said, says the mother of wealth is wisdom. How important is wisdom in becoming economically empowered? How important is, especially divine wisdom? When we read James chapter 3, it tells us there are four kinds of wisdom. Devilish wisdom, uh, earthly wisdom, sensual wisdom, and then divine wisdom. How important is wisdom in wealth creation and becoming financially empowered. How important is divine wisdom? Doc? Well, wisdom is buying to the mind of God and knowing what God wants the person to do per time. Mm-hmm. So wisdom is knowing the intention of God and, and, and being led to do what he wants you to do at, at a particular time. Mm-hmm. Because the, the world of wisdom is different. And the, the devil's wisdom is different. But when you have the wisdom of God, you are able to... Um, those who have the wisdom of God are able to navigate themselves through um, the difficult times and, and, and challenges and be able to um, accomplish a lot in a, in a very short time. You know, so um, wisdom is, uh, divine wisdom is, is critical because where, uh, everywhere there is wisdom, there is always wealth. Mm-hmm. Wisdom and wealth are, are, are twins. Yeah. You know, that is why it is important that uh, the Bible says we should seek wisdom. Wisdom is a is the principal thing, the foundational thing. You know, so wisdom is God's word in action. Yeah. Wisdom is God in action. You know, so when God is in action, nothing is, he becomes unstoppable. Mm-hmm. That is why it's in, it is, a lot of people have prospered without the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. And they are, they are very miserable. Many are very miserable. They are very, you know, they have, they have this, they have the stuff, but they, they, there's no peace that comes with it. The wisdom of God brings peace with, with results. Yeah, right. Well, uh, Pastor Johnson? Uh, very briefly, um, wisdom, um, um, the economic situations of this world are always changing, always changing. But the divine wisdom of God is eternal, so it always knows what to do in any given time. Mm-hmm. How you used to buy houses 20, 30 years ago, you cannot use that method to buy a house now because the economic situation is different. So God may tell you, there's a famous story, there's a pastor who the Holy Spirit told to buy a piece of land, and it's in a mash-up piece of land, and the Lord said to him, until, when I come to you and tell you to sell it, that's the only time you can sell it. 
Mm. And for 25 years, this pastor held on to this piece of land. And mm. it's like 22 years, 23 years. It's like his wife said, why do you have this land? There's nothing growing on it. And in the 25th year, um, a major building project <laughs> and a highway and an interstate came. And they asked for the land. And they are they went to this pastor and gave them millions they said, we'll give any figure you want. And God says, now sell the land. Now, um, God foresaw that 25 years, a highway would be built there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same God that, that, that thinks like that. And, and that's why you need wisdom. The wisdom of God to see those things. You would look at a piece of land and say, well, why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Somebody, for instance, who, <laughs> who, who God says, buy Bitcoin. Maybe when it first started, one Bitcoin was one, just one, one pound. Now, one Bitcoin is nearly 30,000 pounds. Wow. And just imagine if you bought a thousand when they are a pound, you would be just literally a living millionaire. The wisdom of God thinks ahead. And I know people think, don't think of God doing those sorts of things. But we read it in the scriptures. That God, if you let him, he will tell you where to invest, what to buy, where the gold is, where the oil is. And then you will put your money in there. The thing is, we don't do it because, as Doc says, we pray a lot. (laughs) Trust God. But God wants to give us ideas. He says, put your money in this and hold it. Don't touch it. Don't sell it. And then, God, who knows how much, how many millions we could have had. Bishop. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, the whole of this month, as a church and as a ministry, and even on all our platforms, we'll be focusing on wisdom. Wisdom and mentorship. Wisdom and mentorship. In life, you either learn through mentors or through tormentors. You either learn through mentors or mistakes. You either learn through mentors or tormentors. If you don't have a mentor in your life, who engages divine wisdom, you'll be tormented throughout your life, frustrate your life, and frustrate your legacy. Divine wisdom is the key. It is the master key that everybody must pursue. That's why it says wisdom is the principal. Is the principal. The principals are heads of educational institutions, in college or high, uh, high school. They are the heads. They are the number one. The prime authority in yes. educational institutions. So it says, Wisdom is the principal thing. I was teaching on relationships yesterday, and this Saturday we have Pastor Johnson, Reverend Johnson, Pastor Michael Jr. joining us for Don't Endure, Enjoy. And our focus again is wisdom. He said wisdom is the principal thing. He didn't say love. Love, I love you, I'm in love with you. Love is not the principal thing. Working is not the principal thing. Get wisdom. Working hard is not the principle. Working with wisdom. Working with wisdom. Working with wisdom. Wisdom. This month, pursue wisdom. And what we release on these platforms are wisdom. Wisdomatic, uh, 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 wisdomatic statements and wisdomatic, uh, counsel. Counsel. Wisdom. 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 Wisdom will secure your business. Wisdom will secure your marriage. Wisdom will secure your, your, your ministry. Wisdom will secure your fire. Wisdom. Go for wisdom. That's why it says get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Get, go get it. Go find it. Pursue it. Get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. You are either learning to mentors or to mentors. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Michael Opata, you are welcome. And silver to investor, you are welcome on Instagram. Divine wisdom is key. Divine wisdom is key. Absolutely key. How did Solomon, uh, Doc, how did Solomon become rich and wealthy? Well, through the wisdom of God. The amazing thing about the wisdom of God is that yes. what works for another person may not work for you. Yes. That's why in, when you are operating divine wisdom, you, 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 you are, you are always led by the Spirit of God. Lord, yes, you know, um, a lot of people invested, I think, um, two weeks ago, I think uh, Bitcoin went down a little bit. Yeah. They lost a couple of millions, a couple of billions, you know. The, those who are, are led by the wisdom of God, may be, God may have spoken to them mm. prior before that time, 
Yeah. And then they have taken their money out and invested in something else. Yeah. You know, so yeah. look, understand the wisdom of God is critical. What works for another person may not work for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when, when everybody is doing something, it doesn't mean you have to do it also. Yeah. You, you have to be able to buy into what God wants you to do at that time. Mm. You know, God may say, you know, God may say, go and start a farm. God may yeah. say, you know, go and, you know, go and click. look at this Zoom Lion guy in Ghana. That, you know, God told him that he should just start cleaning the streets. Mm. Who pays anybody in Africa for cleaning the streets? Nobody pays anybody. But today, it's worth over a billion dollars. It's the major, um, um, you know, uh, business uh, guy, guru in, in, in Western Africa. Yeah. You know, with a multi billion dollar contract. And, and other business have opened up for him. Just cleaning the streets. Yeah, just cleaning the streets. Mm. You know, so um, today his church is so blessed. He goes to his churches and he builds churches for them. He just builds churches for them. You know, build for why? Because the wisdom of God is present. Whilst others are, 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 are working hard to become doctors and lawyers, he's cleaning the streets and he's employing them. Uh, mm-hmm. Very important. Pastor John, do you want to add anything to that? No, oh, that's very good. Um, one of the clips that hopefully are coming today. Yep. That <laughs> about sometimes we are trying to uh, get prestige. Prestige doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. One thing I've learned through life, prestige never pays you the mm-hmm. big bucks. Sometimes it's the simple things. God will tell you to do a job that it's like, ah, I'm too big for this. But if you persevere, you would be surprised mm-hmm. what money when you look at some companies, now we would think things like oil and gold on the stock exchange are really big. But if God told you to invest in sugar of all yeah. things, you would say there's nothing in it. Yeah. But when you look at the returns they make, they outstrip gold and silver. Because guess what? Sugar is in absolutely everything we have. You see, so it, it, it's, it's buying into the mind of God and using the mind of God and yeah. changing your mind to think like God. Because mm-hmm. the more you think like God, you will begin to see opportunities everywhere. They are everywhere. As Doc just said, a man saw dirty streets and saw millions. Most VCs see, see dirty streets and start complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bishop. <laughs> Absolutely. Apostle Merit, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us this evening. Michael Opata, you are welcome. Max V. Ako, you are welcome. God bless you. Now, wisdom is the ability. I, in, a, in other words, uh, uh, what do you call it? Divine wisdom is the Wisdom is so powerful that, I, I mean, I'm just excited about the focus on it the whole of this month. The fo- I'm listening to messages on, on wisdom, reading books on wisdom. Yes, so the more of it that you get, the more your mindset changes and affects your actions and everything that you do. Wisdom enables you, divine wisdom enables you to think more like God, like you said, and the more you see opportunities everywhere. Powerful. Linda Agazi, you are welcome. Now, divine wisdom is ability. Watch this. Divine wisdom, we are stressing divine wisdom because that's the key to your becoming economically empowered. To, 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 to wisdom, all kinds of wisdom is above all kinds of wisdom. So it puts you in a class of your own completely, whatever it is that you are doing. Wisdom number one foresees problems, avoids problems, and solves problems. <laughs> wisdom has the ability, God's kind of wisdom has the ability to foresee problems, like Joseph foresaw problems. Yep. It has the three, threefold, powerful. It has the ability to foresee problems. It has the ability to avoid problems, and it has the ability, if the problem comes, it has the ability to solve the problem as well. That's how powerful divine wisdom is. We are trying to encourage everyone on this platform, don't miss any of the sessions this month, whether on Mondays, Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, Thursday, Kingdom Thinkers, um, um, Saturday lunch hour with our achievers, our services on Sundays. We are focusing on mentorship and um, and wisdom, wisdom, your future is determined. Your mentor is a picture of your future. Who mentors you is a picture of your future. 
everyone on this platform, as you are being blessed and being empowered, and you are taking the things that you are receiving, is a form of mentorship. It's a form of coaching. It's a form of training. In addition to everything that you know, I'm telling you, you scale higher heights. You scale higher heights by this kind of wisdom that we are talking about. Wisdom for sees problems. It avoids problems. And it also answers problems. Look at Daniel. Engaged in wisdom. Uzziah, wisdom. Joseph, wisdom. Jesus, wisdom. Paul, wisdom. All wisdom. All wisdom. All wisdom. May somebody on this platform be endued with the spirit of wisdom. Let me see your amen in that comment box right now. Divine wisdom foresees problems, avoids problems, and solves problems in every area of life. You can apply it everywhere. Politics, industry, commerce, business, ministry, relationships, marriage, raising children, parenting. Go for this wisdom. Pursue it. Let Proverbs the book of Proverbs, be, become an addiction. Proverbs, read this Solomon's <laughs> wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And in addition to the wisdom, Bishop Oedipus, apart from learning about wisdom, you need, in order to be able to practice and walk in wisdom, you need the spirit of wisdom to come upon you. Some know about certain things that they must do, but you need the spirit to back you up to be able to do it. May that manifest in our lives, in the precious name of Amen. Jesus. Bianca, you are welcome. Keep sharing, ladies and gentlemen. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Now, let's watch this clip as we get into the second phase of our conversation and discussion. Watch this. We're talking about economic empowerment today. For years, every day was a struggle for Carletta Johnson. Just being a single parent with no help. That was really, really hard. Even harder with no car, little family support, and only a part-time job, which also meant, for her, no health care. She was relying on government-subsidized housing and food stamps to feed her three children. As for her paycheck? It was no more than six. Six hundred dollars? Every two weeks. That's every two weeks for you and your children. Right. And some days... I was sitting in the parking lot, I was just crying. And I'm like, okay, get yourself together. But it was all she knew, raised by a single mother herself, forced to grow up fast to help care for her five siblings. More than a thousand miles away in Phoenix, Arizona, Jonia Coleman has a similar story. I grew up in a single parent household with my mom and I had seven other siblings. My mom was on government assistance for a while um, to be able to help feed us. This is generational poverty. People are often born into poverty and it's been poverty that their mother, their grandmother, etc. has experienced. For a family of four, it's defined as making less than $26,000 a year. More than 38 million Americans live in poverty. For black Americans, it's one in every five, higher than Latinos, Asian Americans, and more than double the rate of white Americans. And it spills into all aspects of life. More chronic health issues, higher rates of divorce, and abuse or neglect. Climbing out can seem nearly impossible. It often requires a new job or a degree, much harder with fewer resources like like transportation and childcare. That was Jonia's reality until two years ago, thanks to Live and Learn, where she gained support, new mentors, and a new mindset. They're trying to help me with my credit, all type of things that they um, offered to me to get myself back in order. Having somebody that makes you feel safe, having a cheerleader, having an advocate, having somebody that is by your side no matter what happens. Back in Atlanta, Carletta is also defying the odds, recently moving into her own home for the very first time. She got her certification and became a teacher, now with big hopes for her own children. My dreams for them is um, for them to grow up and just live a life, don't have to worry about things that I had to worry about as a child. Hoping she is the one to finally break the cycle. Blaine Alexander, NBC News, Atlanta. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on that button down here and click on any of the videos. Mm. Powerful. Doc, mm. your comments on that. How, 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 I mean, just comment on that first and then I'll come and ask the question. How important, how important is it for us to ensure that our children don't go through what we went through financially? But have a comment. Comment on what you have. 
we've we've just watched well, that, that, as I was watching the video, there are there are seven things that I've seen that are things that we can work on as black people. The yeah. first one is that we have to fix the mailman. We have to what? We have to fix the mail, the mailman. Yes, okay. Mailman. If we don't fix the mail, we are we are with the black man's greatest problem is the mailman, is the foundation. Mm. Mm. If you don't fix the mailman, all the poverty in the black race, as one way or the other, is absent of fathers. Yeah. There's no fathers in our homes. Yeah. In the black, the black male, the black male is not at home. He's yeah. not trained to be responsible. The average black male in America, across the world. The second one is that we gotta fix the appetite. Most of us blacks want to live flashy lives, and we don't have the means yet. Yeah. Is <laughs> it? The, you know, we want to live flashy lives. We want to wear uh, name brand jeans and, and eat in restaurants and all of that. And we don't have the means yet. So we have not learned how to control our appetite. Our food appetite, our lifestyle, and our sexual appetite. Right. Our right. sexual appetite has caused us more harm than witchcraft. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. The third one is that we must learn to um, our, our churches must must have empowering programs. Yeah. Too much foolishness in our churches. Too much foolishness. Most mm-hmm. of the things that we hear on our pulpit cannot develop a black man. Well, <laughs> you're gonna be blessed. <laughs> I see you lifted. <laughs> <laughs> when when a person is ignorant, we don't need that. <clears throat> We don't need that. We don't need that. If you are a black preacher watching us today, if you have black members, you teach them and empower them. Excitement is foolishness. You are wasting their lives. You are. We become part of their problems. We have to build and we have to reprogram any development, any development of the black race. Without mental programming of the black man, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say it again. Any development of the black race without deprogramming the black person of the of the colonial effect is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Our philosophy must be programmed well. We must have um, a kingdom belief system, a kingdom superior belief system. We must have a kingdom mindset because, you know, many have been programmed by by religion in, in a very bad way. To be consumers, not contributors. To be collectors and not producers. We must practice delay gratification. Yes. Delay gratification. Stop shopping online with the money you don't have. Yeah. Stop living a life that you can't afford. Mm-hmm. We we live too we live to please too many people who don't care about our lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the last one is that when there's a cycle, there's a need for prayer life. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. When when the root is spiritual, you have to be spiritual. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You have to be spiritual. So the foundation of changing the cycle is breaking the cycle through prayer and fasting. Yep. If it is one time, two times, it may not be your fault. But if it is the third time, that's a responsibility and deal with it spiritually. Yes. Yep. Amen. And that, you don't that, want that, to that. A, a fasting and prayer meeting to go yeah. to prayer and fasting to confirm certain diabolic mm-hmm. cycles that happen. You accept responsibility Take your life in your hands and break the cycle. Amen. I'm feeling if I keep on I'm a mess of the whole show. So let me just keep quiet. Yep. Tell the need for the importance of mentorship. And then working with your mentors. Like 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 what you're hearing. You, you are hearing messages that we are hearing messages to empower us, to mentor us, to teach us, to change our mindsets. But it's important that you also cooperate with your mentors that have this kind of mindset. Like what you are hearing, you have to take on what God yes. is saying 
You have to take on what I am saying. You have to take on what Pastor Johnson is saying. You have to take on the oh. things. If the, if once your pastor or your leader operates on the same line and the same operating the same mindset that we are <clears throat> operating in and delivering in messages in your church, then you have to grow. Like I've been teaching on growing from membership to stewardship to a problem solver. Important to the importance of mentorship. And working with your mentorship mentors who have this kind of mindset. Yes. They can say, we can say, delay gratification, pay now, play later. You can hear it, but then go back to just, um, not applying the law of delayed gratification and rather sort of paying the price now and playing later. You rather decide to play now and you end up paying later. It was taught you, you heard of it, but did you activate what you heard? <laughs> Did you activate? So, let's make sure we activate what we are here. These cycles can be broken through prayers, fastings, and sound teachings. Sound teachings. Books. Mentors. Listen. There are times when some people are praying, but your pray, your, the, pray, the prayer is not back with intelligence or, or information. It's just, just pray. But you need to pray intelligently. <laughs> with That's the practically. Word. Exactly. Strategically. Yeah. Strategic prayers. No, no. It's, no, it's, it's so hard when yeah. you know that you have a cycle and you open your legs to any man that comes into your life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad when you have a cycle and you just open your legs anything. And as a, as a lady, everybody comes in and, and, and enter your candy store and goes away. And as a man, you just sleep out with everything. You have a cycle, close your legs. Close it. Yeah. Mm. Close your legs. Keep your penis in your pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so, Baba B says, we hear a lot, but we do very little and nothing at all with what we hear. Very, very important that we act upon the things that we hear. Pastor Johnson, your take on the clip. Um, what, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is, yeah, as, as Doc said, the first thing I notice, generational. A family generational, no, no father, no man mm. in the home. Poverty is guaranteed. Yeah. Unless that woman takes some serious steps. But you can see that there was, and this is not an indictment of them because praise be to God, God has been good to us all. But you see that they are programmed to behave in a certain way. Yeah. So already, you have to fight, like, as Doc says, you have to fight like a mad person not mm-hmm. to commit the same thing again. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that came to me when I was watching it was that all these people were under the, the, the poverty dominated them, mm. dominated their lives. And even though the first one, she was making money, but poverty literally caused her to not be able to move. Yeah. And she was dominated by it. And the other one, they say she was a thousand miles away. She was dominated by it. And one thing about black people, they're, they're not just poor, they're dominated by poverty. And, you know, there was a man of God who took the word wisdom and he compared it to the word kingdom. The word kingdom means the dominion of kings. Yeah. And he says wisdom is the dominion of the wise. Wow. And it's very important and black folk, if you're watching, you need to be in the dominion of the wise. This is why this topic is very hot this month. Because <laughs> wisdom gives you dominion. Yeah. Kings rule. The Bible says, wisdom says, Kings rule by me. They rule in the dominion of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And you could just see that these ladies, God bless them, I don't know how they got to where they were, but they were dominated by poverty. Mm -hmm. They were dominated. I was even looking at the first one with her glasses, and I said, well, how did she afford the glasses? Who knows what she's had to do just to wear glasses? And at the end, some of the statistics of that um, you need money to get a degree to come out, but where are you going to get the money from? I said, boy, when you're poor. And the only way they came out is that they had to listen to mentors. One of the mentors was white, but when you're broke, 
When yeah. you're under poverty, you won't care if they're yellow and as my mum says, on the early tube, you don't care as long as they get out. And the women, they came out, as Bishop says, because they listened yeah. to their mentors. Sometimes I say, I've, you know, over the years I've said, the truth is you haven't, it, 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 you haven't felt it yet. You haven't felt mm. the lick of the mm. thing yet. Yeah. When yeah. you feel the licks, <laughs> you will change it. That one man says, many people don't change when they see the light. They only change when they feel the heat. Mm. <laughs> right. So some people, until the licks are really hot, so I'm in the Caribbean now, until the licks are licks of fire, they won't change. Mm. So, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. I trust you are getting something from these teachings on this platform. Odofoka, you're welcome. Agnes, you are welcome. A much needed subject, too much fleshly, diabolical, sensual wisdom, and also use the word poverty is a bad boy. Let's fight this thing. Let's economic empowerment is absolutely essential. Very, very important uh, repetition when you feel the leaks. You, you will change it. You will change it. Okay, let's continue. Let's watch this clip. How do we become economic? How can we become economic, economically empowered as a church, as an organization, as individuals, as a people, and as a community? How can we do this? Watch this clip. What's up, family? This is Kaden with Black Finance, and today we are going to talk about the top three reasons why the black community is so poor and some of the things that we can do to change it. On this channel, we talk about tips and tricks to help you build wealth and become financially savvy. So if you haven't already, please subscribe, like the video. Did I say subscribe already? Yeah, make sure you subscribe. Here are the top three reasons why the black community is so poor. Reason number one, the black community is poor because we do not have enough business owners. Most communities, when they come to America, the first thing they do is establish an economic base. They start creating barbershop, grocery stores, they open 7-Elevens, they create retail outlets and restaurants, all the basic amenities that they may need as a community. Some did it because at the time it was difficult to find work in a majority white society but most because this allowed them to employ members of their community that probably would not go on to receive a higher education and who would otherwise remain unemployed. See, while there were times in American history why black people did focus on building their own business, after integration, most of the efforts were placed on politics and getting a corporate job. While a landscaping business owner or construction business owner could easily make a take-home pay well in the six figures, and at the same time employ members of their community, this type of work was replaced by the black professional, who at times make a lot less, sometimes fifty or $60,000 a year, and did not employ any members of their community. Also, the black professional and college graduate quickly became more of a status symbol within the black community, kind of making it less likely that people will go out and start their own business. Regardless of the level of income you're able to generate as a business owner, you can have an MBA with no money in the bank and probably be held in higher regard than the man who owns his own carpenter business with a million dollar net worth. To change this, the black community must focus on developing businesses if they ever hope to become wealthy as a community one day. The second reason the black community is so poor is because we do not support the few black businesses that we do have. In the book, The Jewish Phenomenon by Steven Silberger, he said, take care of your own and they will take care of you. He talks about a Jewish belief that if your group depends on the funding of others, it will be subordinate to that funding group. Because of many of the hardships that the Jewish people have faced, they have developed a sense of economic responsibility for each other, where they pride themselves in forming communities and supporting each other businesses. They know that their shared survival might depend on it one day, and are determined not to relive any of their past mistakes. There is a lot that the black community can learn from the Jewish community. Support your community, and your community will one day be in a position to support you. This isn't to say that you hate on anyone else's community. 
quite the opposite. But when your group does not have any economic power, people will take advantage of you. All the shooting of black people by police officers could be tied back to the lack of economic power within the black community. There is very little repercussion today for killing a black person. That's because most cops know that they can't probably afford a good lawyer to fight the system. If black people... Okay, I'm going to stop that. Let's discuss the first two, and then we'll probably continue... Um, with the last, with the last three um, next week. So, what's your take on what you guess? What you just heard um, next week? We'll also probably play the uh, the Jewish phenomenon um, uh, clip. One of the first things he mentioned was take care of your own, and you take care of you. Who wants to start, Pastor Johnson, on what <laughs> you just watched? <laughs> we are not we are not trained yeah. to work together. Yes, that's the problem. That's the biggest problem. That's the yeah, biggest we, problem. We, we are not trying to work together. We, we, as a matter of fact, if a black person succeeds, your enemy will be a black person. <laughs> we are not trained because we have been programmed as consumers. Your success, I don't like. My success, you may not like. So we are, we, we are very quiet and secretive people. We are not trained to connect together as a jail, as, as a as a team of of, of people, you know. So we it is, it is difficult to move things. It is difficult to move things. And then, uh, as as uh, the guy was saying that we are not trained to be um, to accept responsibility. Uh, and we the white man have done a lot of damage to the black man. You can t- you can take it out. You take take from him. But we must accept responsibility where we are, and then move and yeah. build the future. Yes. yes. We can stay in the past. Mm-hmm. We can stay in the past. You know, everybody has a star story. Everybody watching us today have a star story. Yeah. But as long as we stay with the star story and not developing principles and building our capacity and accept responsibility and coming together and raising a new generation of black people mm-hmm. who are united as a force. Yes. It's going to be very difficult. Yeah. I, I, my heart broke when he said that, you know, the, the white shoot the blacks because, you know, you can't afford a lawyer. There are many blacks in jail who are, are, not, are, not, are not criminals, but they don't have a lawyer. We are economically, economically you know, not, not stable, not strong. Why? Because all the things we, are, we have inherited don't empower us to, to, become, to become economic giants. We are not... There's no unity. We are not developed to um, to to be entrepreneurs. You know, we don't think like that. Philosophy is corrupted. Our our most of our sermons are not empowering. You know, most of our education, uh, you know, programs us to be consumers and not producers and all of that. You know, and then we we always want to live to impress people who don't care about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mama V says. Um, Take care of your own, and your own will take care of you. As a philosophy among the Jews, um, she said, that's not my experience. You take care of your own, and they use you, abuse you, and discard you. Pastor Johnson, God is... You see, the thing is, um, when Doc said, we're not together, I said, that is... The foundation. Socially, that's the problem. Yeah, because <clears throat> the uh, in England, when the Indians came from the Indian continent to England, they couldn't speak a blessed word of English. They, as the man says, they established themselves economically. They put up with the racism. Mm-hmm. But little by little, they began to take over sweet shops. Mm-hmm. When I was six, seven years old, all the sweet shops you would go to was always owned by the English. It was never owned by Asians. One or two. But they, little by little, they went, they got a sweet shop, and they called all their relatives from India to come and work there. Same thing that the man said in the video. Because what they realized is, even if you have the right to vote, it means nothing without economic power. Mm. 
every four or five years they ask you to vote for somebody and then after that they just discard you they don't they break their promises so they says we'll come over and this is how the indians do it and i said there's no way we could do this they always have lots of gold their gold necklaces everything their women have loads of gold but what they do back in the day they would get a big house seven eight bedroom house and they would take their gold as collateral for a loan. And they would buy this house and everybody lives there. And then what they would do over time, they would all come out of the house. And the money that's in their house, they would take it and use it as a deposit mm-hmm. for their own houses. So, in other words, they would work as a cooperative. That's kind of generate more money they would have shops and they'll put their grandma in the shop who can't speak a blessed word of English except say this is 86p mm-hmm. that's all they would say they'll teach them how to operate the till and that's all they would train their children they say yeah you can run up and down with the black people you can run up and down with the white people but remember you have property you have this then they would train their children become lawyers become this that the other doctors so in England, lots of doctors are Indian. Yeah. Your sweet shops are Indian. Yeah, the post office. Post office, Indian. Mm-hmm. In, the, uh, in the legal uh, courts of justice, most of the staff are Indian. Mm-hmm. And this is, there's only 8 million of them in this country. They're the largest minority. There's only 8 million. There's 66 million. And they've suffered racism like us. But they just simply were very quiet. And they then went and brought uh, parades of shops and they did their own clothes, whatever. And basically, they began to think like a little mini version of their nation and they all worked together. I can tell you that is the real problem of black people. They cannot work together. As Doc says, we can't even run a church together. We will have a million churches. Rather than have one church with thousands of members, we have a million churches. Because we don't want Bishop Hutton Wood to succeed. We want to have our own. So if you can't even have a church worshipping God where nobody's making no money out of, how in the blazes... No, no, seriously, I'm a very cool person, but this whole thing makes me angry because it yeah. says like many of our youth and children can't buy property because yeah. we can't work in cooperatives together. So now that the, the your deposit in England, you need fifty thousand for maybe a three bedroom house. Where is a, a, a 25-year-old going to get 50000 You're not going to make that kind of money. But if we had cooperative systems where families came together, then that could happen. But because we don't trust, because we can't trust, Mama B just put in the quotes just there, even in church, when church people are trying to help you, that we pull each other down so if we are trying to help you with just food and clothes for your children, how are we going to come together to have properties and lands? Now, the Jews, and that's why I went back, I go back to my original quote, when you feel the heat, you will change. I don't think black people really have felt the licks yet the way they should, because the Jews, they felt the heat. They are under no illusion that people hate them. Yes, they yes, are yes. under no illusion mm-hmm. so they work together. But black people, hey, because we're all kind of like together and when we sing, everybody say yay. And when we sing, everybody goes yay. And everyone loves us for our stupidness. Mm-hmm. But we don't really look and say the truth is people don't really love you. Look at George Floyd. They don't really love you. As he says, that they can shoot you because they know that you're worth nothing. Because you don't hang together, <laughs> that you are no cooperative. Mm. So they will shoot, they pick them up one by one. So 
I could say more, but the fire. Bishop. Doc, you don't add anything to it before we round off and continue. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, the one of the one of one, I think one of our greatest weaknesses is that we are we are easily satisfied with nothing. Yes. Mm. You know, when you give a black man something small, he's just easily satisfied with something mediocre, something small, something you know. And and you see a, a white a Jewish person with a, a billion dollars in his account, very simple, very you know, he's controlling the whole city. Like the lawyer said, one Jewish person owns a thousand homes in London. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you see the person, you may not even know that he, the person owns a thousand homes. Let a black man buy a, a, an old Mercedes Benz. He wants the whole city, the whole black community to worship him. You know, so the our 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 mindset. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's very complicated with us as blacks. Everything doesn't work. <laughs> and uh, you know, so I think two areas that we need to be to be um, to be trained. Church, the church yeah. platform, and then education. Yeah. We need special education for blacks and and, and empowerment for <laughs> to, to redevelop us. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the teachings that some of the teachings that will help black people is what Bishop is doing every day. Every day, he takes his time and teach. You know, dancer. You go to some of these exciting uh, entertainers. A lot of noise, no facts, no wisdom, nothing, nothing to take home about. But that is what we like. You know, so we, we have a long way to go. We have to be intentional. We have to be deliberate. We have to we have to be sick and tired and break the cycle and break the cycle and break the cycle. Don't be comfortable. Don't be comfortable where you are. Let's break the cycle. Let's confront. Let's tell ourselves hard truth. Deny ourselves the comfort so that our next generation can enjoy better than we did. Yeah. But the book I says our minds are black. Our minds are black. <laughs> Pastor Johnson, you wanted to say something before we wrap up. another point that, that, and it really just resonates as well. One of the things the gentleman said, he says that a black businessman could be taking home a six-figure salary, but the professional will earn less, much less, and yet he is celebrated in the community more than the person who's got a high net worth. Mm. When you've got foolish values like that, back to front values like that, as Doc says, you need serious reprogramming. Because if, (laughs) if you believe, I mean, it's good to be a lawyer. Don't, 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 I'm not knocking lawyers, whatever, but it's your economic power, not your prestige power that matters. Mm. One of the things I say, um, in my studies, in my research, is that the issue with black people is that we've, we've, we've got the European mind of materialism as our foundational reality. That means that we, 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 we look the external, the, the material is what we are. So as Doc says, we'll buy the bang shakalaka car, Mercedes, to prove to people that we're making it. And that's false prosperity. Because your car is on HP payments anyway. It's yeah. paid for, but not paid for, as Bishop said. Yeah. And, and that fake yeah. prosperity needs to go in the bin. If, you're, if your car is on 15 payments and you still, by the time you pay it, you have to throw the whole thing away. That's not prosperity. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. I mean, Bishop has tackled that in some of his books, so get the books. The issues of fake prosperity. Looking like you're prospering, but really you're broke as hell. Amen, Bishop. Ladies and gentlemen, I trust that you've got some food for thought. Serious truth, bitter in your mouth, sweet inside your belly. Digest the things that you have heard this evening. By the grace of God, we'll be back your way next week at the same time. Next week, we're going to have a, we're starting our 14 days of glory. 14 days of glory. That's 14 days of prayer. So the first seven days will be seven days of prayer. The second week will be seven days of thanksgiving. But we will still have Kingdom Thinkers Forum. The prayers are from the prayer sessions. It's 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. 
every day from Monday the 7th to 20th, Sunday the 20th of June, seven days of we must see God's glory spiritually, economically, financially, um, morally, in every way we must see his glory. Another word for glory is wealth. Yes. They shall see your glory. Another word for glory is wealth. So it's a combination. Glory is not just something just spooky. We want to see the fullness of God in our lives, manifesting financially, mentally, psychologically, spiritually, physically, in every area of our soul. We are inviting every one of you to join us for 14 days of glory, starting from Monday the 7th, next week, Monday 7th, June, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. every day. We will be fasting for 14 days from 6 to 6 or from 6 to 3 based on your medical condition. So join us in uh, next week, Monday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We'll be giving you more uh, details tomorrow. The flyers will be put out at our 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. prayer session at, <coughs> on Facebook at HOJCTK. Tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Join us tomorrow. The flyer will be out. We'll send it to you. Um, so join us. Mark your calendars. 14 days of glory next week from 7th to the 20th, and we'll still continue what we're discussing here next week, Thursday, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. by the grace of God, after 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. So any area of your life, you heard what Doc said, certain areas, there are certain things you need to be broken by, 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 by spiritual work. Hopefully Doc and Pastor Johnson will join me both for the prayer session next Thursday and eat into the Kingdom Thinkers uh, uh, platform next week, Thursday. So, mark your calendars. We are going to see His glory. We are going to see His glory. We are going to see His glory in every area of our life. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase you. May the Lord expand you. May the Lord, the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of His calling, what the riches of the glory of our inheritance in the saints, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, thank you for joining us this evening on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Don't forget, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Saturday, we are continuing our series on 50 strategic questions that achievers ask. That's on this platform, Saturday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. And then Sunday, we have our service live in the actual service and on Facebook. As you see on the screen, follow Bishop Hudson Wood on Facebook on Twitter, on Instagram, watch our messages on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Bishop Michael Hattonwood. And don't forget, 24-7 audio podcast. I'm telling you, this book this is changing many lives. 24-7. Google and listen to Maximizing Destiny audio podcast. Powerful messages, 24-7. Set it on and just keep listening. Listen, faith comes by hearing. And by hearing, and by hearing, and by hearing, that's how we got to where we are on our way to where we are going. So don't miss it. Take the details and join us. Farai Homela, thank you for joining us. Once again, you are all blessed, and we look forward to see you tomorrow evening, 6 p.m., and Saturday at 12 noon. And next week, we'll continue from where we left off. The books are available. How to come out of debt, stay out of debt. 21 reasons why you should never be poor. Why budgeting is not an option. Reasons for lack. Go on our website and get these materials. They will be posted to you ASAP. The website is www.houseofjuda.org.uk. Daniel said, I understood my books. Get these materials. They will change your life. God richly bless you and see you tomorrow evening. You are blessed. Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hathajuda.org.uk. 
www.michaelhottonwood.uk or michaelhottonwood.org. Debit or credit card accepted. Secure online payments. Buy Visa card, MasterCard, Charge card, Stored Valued card, Beats card, and PayPal. <laughs> 